What mm-hmm. does engagement and building culture look like when people oh, aren't coming yes. back to a physical space all the time? Yep. How do you keep yep. your employees engaged and continue to build a sense of community that so many companies really thrive on? Welcome to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground, where we talk about supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity with everyone from academics, historians, and business leaders. With your hosts, Chloe Guidry-Reed and Adam Moore, you'll hear inspiring stories and practical tips for overcoming challenges and gaining insight into supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity. Let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by Higher Ground. Higher Ground is a technology company whose mission is to bridge the wealth gap through access to procurement opportunities. Higher Ground is making the enterprise ecosystem more viable, profitable, and competitive by clearing the path for minority-led, women-led, LGBT-led, and veteran-led small businesses to contribute to the global economy as suppliers to enterprise organizations. For more information on getting started, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E-G-R-O-U-N-D.io. Now on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. You're joined again by your two favorite hosts. I'm Adam Moore here with Chloe Goodry-Reed, and joining us today is, well, nobody. It's just going to be Chloe and I today, as we have both just come back uh, from last week. Uh, we were, believe it or not, in in-person conferences. I know. It's been like almost two years since I've said that. It's been like everything's been virtual, right? We, Everything has been virtual. I think we've recorded, what, five episodes with you and I sitting in the same room? Other than that, even recording this has been I virtual. I mean, we've it's been nuts. I know. Well, I mean, well, it's it's been easy, but you know, I think it's made it easier in terms of scheduling to be able to just get on Zoom and record. But I mm-hmm. I have been missing that element of connecting with people. And last week was the first conference that that I went to. So I know I really enjoyed it. Like I just really enjoyed getting back to some sense of normalcy, you know, it really was. And I don't know about you, but I know I ran into a lady that I've been collaborating with for like over a year now. Mm. Right. And I spin around and like all of a sudden she's right there in front of me. And I'm like, you're like a real person. (laughs) You know, it was like (laughs) you have this revelation of like, I know you exist because I've spoken to you, but to like actually like see you in three dimensional form standing in front of me. Yes. It was almost disarming. Yes. (laughs) You know? Yes. I had someone tell me that I've been talking to, I guess about six months. They were like, Mm -hmm. oh, I had no idea that you were this short. That's fantastic. That is absolutely fantastic. But it's been something, right? I mean, it almost felt like you're getting away with something, you know? It it did. It's like, I didn't even want to tell my coworkers. They're like, so what are you, what are you doing this week? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> you know, it's it's almost like I don't know how to respond to that question. So which which conference did you go to last week? I went to the CSCMP conference, which ah, essentially okay. is the supply chain professionals conference. So got it, you. It was it was really, really good. I got a chance to talk on um, two panels with some amazing women around nice. how do we continue to bring more women and and continue to advance and promote women in the supply chain.
blockchain space, which historically there just hasn't been a lot of, of women in that space. So mm-hmm. um, had some really, really courageous conversations and a lot of leaders that were participating in those panels and in those discussions. And I think that they got some good things to take away from and compounding that, you know, COVID and women leaving, exiting the workforce in That's a percentage that we hadn't seen before. It was, yeah. you know, a lot of people attended the the panels to just kind of get some insights as to where do we go from here and how do we get women back engaged in our industry? So um, it, was, it was, it was, it was, it was great. And it was good to meet all these people. I think the strange thing was, you know, it was good to physically see people, but you know, you still had to mm-hmm. wear your masks and abide by mm-hmm. all of right. the COVID guidelines. And so that was a little tricky in terms of just networking and trying to meet new yeah. people because yep. you want to kind of take off your mask so you can understand each other. But right. at, at the same time, you also want to be safe. So And courteous of the other people. I mean, Absolutely. you don't know what their mindset is around it or how Absolutely. they feel. Yeah. But I tell you, it was strange though, right? So our event was held at a Sheridan, very nice Sheridan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm checking in, right? And so I don't know if you saw this too, but I had on my mask and she had on her mask behind the, the check-in counter, right? And there was the plexiglass between us. Mm. We couldn't understand each other, right? Mm. And so what happens? We both step to one side of the plexiglass and take off our mask. <laughs> Which defeats the purpose. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, it's what we had to do because neither one of us could understand what the other one was saying. Yeah. And I'm like, here we have all these protocols in place. But at the end of the day, we're like, yeah, okay, let's step over here. Let's take off our mask, have this conversation. We'll yeah. come back over here. But we were using something. So I know when you travel, right? Delta has the clear app, you know, oh, so yes. that's their answer to the TSA, right? Yes. So my conference was with CWS. Uh, so SIA puts on the CWS here in the States every year. So that's the big contingent workforce summit that, that I attended. Mm-hmm. So Clear has now adapted their app. So we'll talk about technology a little bit here mm-hmm. for people to prove that they're fully vaccinated. Ooh, right? So well that. before the conference, I had to download the Clear app, right? Then I had to take pictures of my vaccination card. Uh, I then had to enter their information like when I took it, uh, who, which formulation was it? Uh, wow. You know, I was two weeks past the actually receiving the second dose. Uh, and then I had to take a picture of my driver's license. Mm. This was interesting. Okay. Yeah. Because what happens is they don't want anybody just to fill out the app for somebody else on their phone. Right. Right. Do you actually, so then the app kind of puts, meshes all that information together. But when you're there to check in, you have to take a selfie and it matches your selfie picture against what's in the records. And then it says, yes, this is a positive match. The person before you is actually the person that has been vaccinated. I love that. Is that not wild? Talk about facial recognition on steroids. I love it. Technology. Big time, big time. And we even had attorneys talk to us in our conference about the legality of asking about vaccination. And they're like, Mm. you're well within your right. If somebody comes into your place, you're holding an event to ask about the vaccination. Mm. Right. And to make that part of the registration. Now, you can't ask when did they have it or what was the other thing? Which formulation? I can't remember. There were some other things. But if they if you want people to have to present their cards, you're well within your rights to present their cards. I know our son goes to school up in New York and he's attended several events up there and to get into a public space. This was Bryant Park. It's a public park. Yeah. You had to present your vaccination card or they turned you away at the door. My husband and I went to our first concert in a year and a half last week too. I got back from the conference and you had to bring your vaccination card. So when you 
The same as when you're checking your ID to get your wristband. If you're over 21, you had to also show your vaccination yes. card and they checked yes. it against your ID. And so if you weren't fully vaccinated, then they weren't letting you in. And I was like, wow, because I've even seen some concerts where you either have mm-hmm. to do your vaccination card or you have right. to have a rapid test showing that you're negative. So right. I, I think that because everyone was vaccinated, you know, they didn't have anyone around regulating, but they still said, keep your mask on unless you're having a drink or some mm-hmm. food or something like that. And I was like, I'm comfortable with this. I'm comfortable with it. And I'm ready to kind of get back to doing some of these things. Exactly. Exactly. And it's going to take us just understanding that to get back to those things, to get back to those normal things. Right. So I'm fully on board with you. And we had to have wristbands. That was the other thing we had. We had wristbands on, right. The shows that we went through the health checks every morning. So like we had Mm. a card we had to personally attest to, I'm not feeling sick essentially. Right. Right. And then they gave you a wristband. So to get onto the, the conference area, you had to have, you know, your credentials and your wristband on. I Otherwise, you were asked to to leave. To exit. Hey, let me check yeah. that wristband. Let me check that bag. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, it's it's going to take that, I think, for us to return back to this normal that we all keep discussing, whatever that's right. going to be. But I don't know about you. I'm kind of all for it. I am, too. I'm definitely all for it. You know, and I think that they've had they had some really interesting topics there, too. And I I thoroughly just kind of enjoyed because we've all been through a lot, right, over this last year and a half. And I think that listening to some of these topics that I think we've we've all discussed, you know, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. listening to them in a different lens and a different perspective now, knowing mm-hmm. like for me being at a supply chain conference, how disruptive the supply chain has oh. been, you know, just to our economy mm-hmm. and just, you know, how people are struggling to find talent, just the, sh- the workforce shortage, yep. I mean, just a lot of different challenges that we were dealing with. And I, I you could just see people engaged in a different way. I think, mm-hmm. you know, that was one oh, yeah. observation that I made. Yeah, most definitely. You know, and I think that's really interesting because two of the topics uh, that we talked about, one of them was in and around co-employment, mm, right? Especially yeah. as it involves 1099s and ICs. It's right. going to be a big deal. And I think that's going to be a big deal for all of us in the next few years, right? Absolutely. Because one expert was saying, and, I, and we've said it on this show, right? That the days of the W-2 are kind of numbered, Yes. right? They're not going to yeah. go away. Right. Not going to go away. No. But your workforce is, and this guy said in two years, 50-50. Really? W-2, IC. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that starts to put a lot of pressure. You want to talk about a war for talent? Right. Not, Especially with the new and bright minds coming in. It's, yeah. it's no longer I'm going to go hire genius uh, cybersecurity person. Yeah. Right. It's like, how do I keep them as an IC? When they, yes. right? So, yeah, I think there's that component. But then, if that's actually, I mean, if those numbers actually come to fruition, then there's so many more things that that impacts. I mean, corporate real estate, but, oh, I mean, who needs oh, man. all this space anymore? And, you know, yeah. I mean, I think that changes the commercial real estate market. I also think mm-hmm. when you just think about overall just employee policies, and yeah. there's so many levels that I think that that changes, yeah. even from an HR perspective, training and development, yeah. and how do you train employees versus contractors and all these various things. So it's impacting the personal home market, right? Mm -hmm. I was talking to a realtor. They said, you know, people would list spare bedroom office as kind of a nice to have. They're like, now it's, I have to have a spare bonus room or office, right? Because we're doing this. We're doing exactly what you Mm -hmm. and I are doing right now. Yeah. Right. And that's the new realities. And as people become more and more independently contractors, that's going to be a huge, I mean, it's not going to be so much like a, oh, it's a three bedroom, two bath. It's going to be, hey, it's a two bedroom, two bath, two office, right? right? (laughs) It's going to be kind of, it's going to be a different conversation, but the market's going to change what we're buying. Yeah. Right. It's and then when you stop and you think about what does that mean for like personal tech? Yes. Right. 
Oh yes. my, you guys are looking for somewhere to, to break into. Start thinking about that. Start thinking about the increase of at-home workers and how to make their life easier. Yeah. Or, you know, another thing that I've been thinking about is like if, you know, a lot of employers have been thinking and talking about continuing to allow their workforce to be at home. What Mm -hmm. does engagement and building culture look like when people aren't coming back to a physical space all the time? How do you keep your employees engaged and continue to build this sense of community that so many companies really thrive on? A lot of areas that I think small businesses can find their niche in terms of being able to help some of these larger employers navigate in the future. Yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, I think the ones that are going to do well are looking at, you know, you guys were talking about women leaving the workforce, right? right? right. We actually had the mom project come and talk to us at CWS. Right. Great group. Love the mom project. Oh, but it's yes. going to be it's going to be groups like that to find, I'm going to say the disenfranchised for lack of a better term, right? right? But it's going to find this mystical workforce in the women that we're losing. Yeah. Right, coming out of yeah. corporate America. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that are going to reach into the underprivileged and underserved communities, into those high schools and say, let's create a good STEM school to workforce stream, right? Partner with the HBCUs and start to get, you know, you can't rely on the standard. You can't see my ear quotes on a podcast, but I did them. <laughs> you can't rely on that standard food chain any longer, no. right? And you're, we're going to have to be creative. In, and I think that yeah, just like any other worker revolution we've ever studied in history, we're seeing it now. It's not violent by any stretch of the imagination, but we're seeing, yeah, we're seeing employees vote, yeah. right? They have, congratulations, they have revolted. And the re- revolution is I no longer want to do nine to five Monday through Friday, plus my Saturdays and Sundays unpaid. Right, well, gone are the days where I'm coming in Monday at eight and staying till five, right. five days a week. Right. Like that's just mm-hmm. no. Mm-mm. No, no. Like to, a later. great example is we took my wife's car to the shop today. Mm-hmm. Right. So I didn't have any meetings. So in the morning we took it. Right. Yeah. I finished up a meeting. The, the, the shop call said, come pick it up. We came, picked it up, brought it back here. I'm recording this podcast. And guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to go right back and finish up some things I've put on pause at work. Why? Yeah. Because my office is here. Right. My paperwork is here. Right. Everything is now here. Right. Right. And so the nine to five day is gone too. Right. It's all now. Now it's work life balance on steroids. It's right. I've got to go pick is. up a car. Got to go get my kid from soccer practice. I've got to, you know, I want to go to this PTA meeting. That's fine. I'll put in an extra hour at right. 11 o'clock. Or people like me who is, are just working nonstop <laughs> well, all day. You're a workaholic. And that's another <laughs> issue and another episode. In, yes. Into the mind of Chloe Goodry Reed yes. by Adam Moore. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 We're just in growth mode right now. I'm, I'm looking you are. to the days. Like I can Guys see the light. Are. In the tunnel where, yeah, we have a little bit more flexibility, but you know what? I mean, I'm happy that I'm doing something that I love. So it doesn't necessarily feel like I'm working. It's just, it's all a part of our mission and it's all Mm -hmm. part of, and I'm glad that, you know, my kids and my husband also see how passionate I am and how passionate our team is and the work that we're doing. And sometimes you have to work a little hard to do things that have never been done before. Exactly. 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 
it's hard to be upfront because there's nobody to tell you where to go. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So I'm looking forward to to conferences coming back. Um, yes. And I mean, if we think about things that we'd like to see when we think about conferences, what are some things that you would like to see, you know, as we move into yeah, I, you know, I think and, and 2022? I would love to see, obviously, the in-person part of it. And, yes. and one of the things I noticed about myself is if I'm doing a virtual conference, I'm on my cell phone. I'm posting on Instagram. I'm posting on LinkedIn. I'm responding to a text from my son at college. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm texting somebody else. I know it's on the virtual conference going, oh my goodness, please kill me. <laughs> right. Yes. I'm checked out. But when I was at CWS, I mean, I was locked in. I'm taking yes. notes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm analyzing things. I'm having great conversations. Yes. Right. You just, ah, oh, we have tried. Yeah. And, and maybe, maybe one day it's there. I'm never going to say never. Right. But just right now, Human beings are created to be relational. And I just don't see technology replacing that piece of our core makeup as yep. humans. Right. 100% um, agree. Yeah. So, but, but the thing that virtual of, of conferences have allowed us to do is, is, is for our small businesses that don't have a travel budget, right? They can still be part of it. It still costs to get there, right? But they're not also then paying for meals and airfare and parking and all the sundries that go along with travel, right? But they still get the benefit from being there. The knowledge, you know, the knowledge share is still there. So somehow we have to figure out for those that, and who knows, maybe they are immune to a compromise. They're like, this is great. I've never been able to do a conference. Even if COVID wasn't around, I still couldn't do a conference, mm. right? We do have some people like that. Right. And how do we still cater to that? Because they've gotten to be part of this conversation now. Yeah. Right. So I think yeah. I think we can't go, oh, everything's live. Shut down the virtual events. Boom. We're going back live. It's, it is truly, you know, we, we talked about it a few months ago, hybrid events. And Definitely. how are we going to start doing that? How do we start incorporating that? And I think we're almost there. Yeah. And so I'll be interested to see how how different technologies and different ideas emerge um, to do that. But that's kind of where I see things going, especially in 2022. Uh, it's going to be the year of the hybrid event. And we'll see. I think they're going to be rough. I think it's going to be like it was back in 2020 when we started doing virtual events. And the first few were like, oh, Lord, have mercy. That was <laughs> unbelievably painful. Now they're not too bad. They're not too uh, bad. And I think, th I think yeah. that's where hybrid events might be when we first started. Be like, wow. OK, uh, you know, and improve upon it. But it's going to take the industry, the conventioning industry industry and the technology industry to figure that out for right. us. But that's kind of where I, that's where I'm kind of thinking things are going. I love so that. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to that. I never thought I'd ever say I'm looking forward to doing a showroom again, uh, but I can't wait to set up a booth and uh, to shake about a thousand hands uh, yes. in one day. So yes. that'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Safely. Safely. Exactly. Exactly. You thought I used Purell stuff before. Oh my God, it's going to be slathered in it by the time I'm done with that. But the one thing this pandemic has taught us is we can't cram 10,000 people into a small space any longer. A pandemic, flu, measles, mumps, whatever it's going to be. Right. Right. Anything. I think we finally learned it's like, hmm, hmm. it might be healthier not to do it the old way. Absolutely. Right? And figure it out. But, you know, I, I, I sit on a few cons different cons boards for construction projects and that type of thing. But these new air purifiers that are coming out. Oh, crazy. my gosh. I know. Right. And it's and it sits on top of the HAVC system. And they're like, we kill it all. And like it's like a five minute cyclic rate. And I'm like, that's kind of impressive. So that's it's very remarkable. Even. It's, right. I mean, you know, it's it's horrible. Right. It takes pandemics or yeah. wars to improve to drive innovation procedure and to drive innovations. But it does. And at the end of the day, yeah, it was ugly to get there. But at the end of the day, we can all sit there and go. But humanity was a little bit better for it. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. I love it. I love it. I'm looking forward to seeing what a lot of these conference planners and the small businesses that support conferences come up with. You know, that's a great point. And that is one of the things that they said in the opening remarks at our conference was by continuing, because there was a big debate, cancel it, go virtual, stay. What are we going to do? How are we going to do it? They finally made the call at the 11th hour to keep it live. Great. But they said in their opening remarks, it saved 200 jobs. 200 jobs were saved because we still had a live conference. Yeah. That's impact. I mean, we talk about economic impact all the time. That's impact. I mean, those are things we have to think about. I mean, and that's probably only one of it. It's the other component is the economic charge that it gave to. And what city were you in? We were in Phoenix, Arizona. See what I'm saying? Like all the people that traveled there, you know, ate and stayed and all of these other various things. I mean, conferences bring a lot to a city in general, too. So they bring a ton. I'm excited about that aspect of it as well. Exactly, exactly. Because you know, I'm all about economic growth. So- Amen. Yes. Because that's where we start to make a difference. Absolutely. And on that note, if there are any conferences that you think our listeners might enjoy, please feel free to reach out to us on LinkedIn at Adam Moore and Chloe Guidry-Reed. We'd love to hear your feedback and hear your thoughts on conferences and some ways that we can continue to get engaged safely. Exactly. And who knows, you may see us there one day. Yes, hopefully you will. That's right. All right. Until next time, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. We are grateful for the time you spend with us in participating in these conversations. Please review and rate and share our show as we are focused on growing awareness in the supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity space. If you'd like more information, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E ground.io. Thank you for being here and we look forward to seeing you next week.